Welcome to another episode of the Double Coma Club with your host, Nicole Ruth of the Ruth Team, the number one lending team in Colorado. Always coming. It's just a matter of time. It's purely the nature of a cyclical economy. Are we in a recession? Searches continue to hit record levels on Google and talk of a housing recession has some counting on the bubble to burst. Well, I wanted to start here as DMAR's market trends report for July data was just released. With more inventory and every other number lower across the board, it's starting to look like a recession. Or maybe it's just the slowdown we've all been hoping for. Active listings are higher by 21.5% from June and 81% from a year ago. Not only coming in above 2021, but for the first time this year above 2020. I believe this is one of the more significant data points of this report. It highlights moving towards a stabilization of inventory needed in the Denver market. Active listings are still 21% lower than they were in 2019 and 4% lower than they were in 2018. Not only is perspective required when considering these numbers, but a gratefulness. The incredibly low inventory numbers seen in 2020 and 2021 created an unhealthy housing frenzy, which can only be calmed by more inventory, giving way to a more equal buyer position. And if you remember 2018, 2019, despite rate spiking and an impending recession watch, the housing market felt normal. I mean, we had 1.6 months of inventory in July 2019 and 1.4 months of inventory in July 18. With 7,361 active units this last month, July 2022, we finished with 1.72 months of inventory. Now, more new listings is not the story this month. In fact, sellers barely showed up for the party. New listings slowed down by 18% from last month and 11.5% from last year. Year-to-date new listings are also lower than any year through 2018 through 2021. This should not surprise anyone. With fear of layoffs, an impending recession, and current homeowners locked into incredibly low interest rates, Based on interest rate increases alone, if today's median homeowner traded into a new home with a similar size mortgage, the monthly payment on an average would go up $550 a month. I mean, that takes all the, I just want to move into a new home because I'm tired of this one, buyers out of the market and adds a bit more discernment to those who are putting in offers. We saw this as pending offers were down 4.5% from last month and 23% from last year. Mortgage purchase applications, a leading indicator to pending offers, were also down 18% from a year earlier during the week ending July 22nd. Note that up until July 22nd, the national average mortgage rates had been moving sideways all month, hovering around 5.5%. This is down from their mid-June peak of six and a quarter. Less buyer demand gave way to a softening of close to list price, down from 103% last month to 100.81% this month, as well as an increase in days in the MLS to six median days and 13 average days. Lower close to list and longer days in the MLS should and did result in a softening of prices. 
evidenced by Denver Metro's median close price dropping 2.5% and the average dropping by 3.3% from just last month. Year over year, though, we're still in the double digits, coming in at 11% increases for both average and median. Year-to-date median home prices are up 15.4%. Think about this. I mean, prior to 2020, DMARS 11 counties increased an annual average of 6% per year. July 2021, last year, was way too hot at 17.5% year-to-date pushing out first-time homebuyers and costing buyers more with multiple bids and 104 closed to list. More inventory, less buyer demand, and slowing home prices is a good thing. I mean, seriously, it's a good thing. Yet, we want to sensationalize it with news of the bubble coming. Housing is slowing, and I love it. I love that 16% of my buyers are using an FHA or VA loan to buy their home. I love that half of those are using down payment assistance. We have not been able to have these numbers for two years. Recently, buyers also got a new gift. The 10-year treasury had unsuccessfully attempted to break below 2.7% several times in the past four months. July ended with the 10-year yield, finally making it into the 2.6s. I mean, the last time we saw this was in April when mortgage rates were on their way up. This time, we saw it possibly on their way down due to strong signs of an economy slowing. The national average 30-year fixed rate ended July at 5%, with some lenders, including the Ruth team, quoting mid to high fours. This is powerful, as first-time homebuyers were straddled with both high prices and higher rates. Now they have the chance of getting a home at or below list for an improving mortgage rate. Speaking of lowering rates, let's get back to that recession talk. Are we there yet? I mean, July ended with a big splash as the Fed took a strong stand against inflation, increasing the Fed rate by 0.75%, slowing both demand for durable goods and business reinvestments. There were also lower corporate earnings, slower factory production, and a softening consumer confidence, all telltales of a recession. The first look at second quarter 2022 GDP was released for a negative 0.9%. This, if you remember, is after negative 1.6% in the first quarter of 2022. Well, there it is, right? I mean, two consecutive quarters of negative GDP decline, the technical definition of a recession. But wait, the National Bureau of Economic Research redefined a recession now as a significant decline an economic activity that is spread across the economy and lasts more than a few months. It looks at indicators like changes in non-farm payroll employment and personal spending and industrial production. Then it uses the three key criteria, depth, diffusion, and duration, to determine if these indicators are illustrative of a true recession. If they aren't met, then even if GDP is contracting, it does not consider the U.S. to be in a recession. Note, however, we have never had two consecutive quarters of GDP decline and not had a recession. 
we've also never had a recession while having continued consumer spending and job creation, which happened in both quarter one and two. Recession does not equal a housing bubble. I mean, it doesn't. While there will be layoffs, slowed production, and a softening in consumer spending, Americans are coming into this recession with $2 trillion in savings and twice the home equity there was in 2006. Colorado is also protected by having 38% of all of our homes owned free and clear, only 1.7% of our mortgage homes delinquent, and a current foreclosure rate of 0.1%. If home prices continue to slow, as I expect they could during the second half of 2022, recent buyers might lose a little value. Some homeowners might even need to sell quickly, but most will simply not sell knowing that as rates drop as they consistently do during recessions pent-up demand will re-engage with our limited supply today forcing multiple bids and yet again higher prices institutions first-time homebuyers and those who have been waiting will all be ready to buy on these dips and since we have not yet achieved an inventory level that could comfortably sustain a surge in demand the thought of a housing bubble eludes me. Well, that's a wrap. Until next time for this month's Market Trends Update. As always, it's my pleasure to keep you updated. Nicole Ruth with the Ruth team of Fairway Mortgage. You've been listening to the Double Comma Club. Never miss an episode. Subscribe at thedoublecommaclub.com to hear more success stories and to get free tips on how you can get on the path to becoming a millionaire through real estate at any age. Remember, visit thedoublecommaclub.com and subscribe.